All right, guys, this is the Last Call Sports Podcast here. We are going to do a college football week five predictions. A lot of big games coming up this week. A lot of money to be bet. So let's see what the guys behind the bar have going. Let's get this first game going. is Utah versus Oregon State. Oregon State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite opening up. What do you think, BB? Where'd, you, where'd your money at this week? Well, first off, I think there's a lot of, a lot of trap games this week. I think that's the kind of the reason for this week. Mm-hmm. Sportsbook got to make their money back. So, traps games it is. But I don't think this is one. I think this is a pretty simple bet. I'm rocking with Oregon State. I think they're a lot better than what people give them credit for. Um, I know Utah played well, undefeated, but I'm still not bought in. I know they have a solid defense, solid co- – they're coached great, all right? But – I think Oregon State takes this one. Is Cam Rising coming back? Has anyone heard anything about Cam Rising? I haven't heard anything. Yeah, I don't think anybody truly knows what's going on with so Cam I, did, I, I saw a thing. That's why I'm out on Cam Rising. I saw a thing, but it was just from a beat writer saying that there may be some split split quarterbacking from him and Nate Johnson. I don't even know who that is. But that they might split, but it's not like a reliable source. Well, their buys next week, so I think they'll probably sit them this week, prepare for that buy next week. If Cam Rising played, I think I would probably lean Utah. Utah's quietly for the past two years won the Pac-12 when no one talked about them, and it looks like it could end up being the same way this year. But no Cam Rising, I think that the offensive struggles will finally come back to haunt them in this game. I'll take Oregon State. See, that's my thing, too. It's not just Cam Rising. It's also Brant Kuth. He hadn't played either. So they got two massive playmakers for their team that they haven't they haven't even shown this year. So um, that Utah team is good. Uh, oh, they absolutely – that first game they played Florida, they smoked them. Um, and Florida's better than what What we I all predicted. So, yeah. So, so that does make them look a little bit better. Being that it's at Oregon State, with that no cam rising, I'm leaning Oregon State here to cover the three and a half. I do think it's going to be a close game. If cam rising somehow is playing – just like Gruber said, I'd probably lean more to, towards Utah three and a half. But if he's not playing, I'm going to ride at Oregon State. I like it. You know, Utah is 4-0. They are a lot better ranked right now. But when in doubt, follow my rule, go in the home team. Take Oregon State minus three and a half. Mm-hmm. And the boys all agree, so hit us. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we're hot now. We're yeah, back. we're hot, man. We've been hot lately the last call. Hey, we're 12-4. Uh, we're yeah. Overall, twelve and four overall. So nobody fade us. <laughs> Do the smart thing. Don't fade us. Let it ride. Next game on the slate: Florida versus Kentucky. Kentucky's opening up as a minus one and a half. I'm going to take this one first. I want to lean towards Florida covering and winning. Um, I think Florida's the better team here. I know the money's not showing that on the slate, but I like Florida. I like Mertz. Um, these last couple weeks have been fun to watch as a Florida fan. I mean, that catch was un- unbelievable last week by Persall. Absolutely unreal. That was so, one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. I mean, Did dude, you make that your lock screen? I did not. But only because I didn't want them to lose this week. I don't want to put them on there and then all of a sudden they lose. You think if they, they win for PEDs this week? Probably. <laughs> probably. But if they win this week, it's going to be my lock screen. Good. I'm going to go Florida to win. Okay. Cover. All right. Well, I'll tell you this. I think – 
this is actually one of those trap games because everybody just saw what Florida did to Tennessee. Everybody's riding that high right now, similar to yourself. Um, but no one's talking about Kentucky. No, Kentucky does not make any headlines. But Kentucky has quietly been very good this year. And Leary, real deal. I'm rocking with Kentucky right here because I do think this is one of those trap games where I think everybody's going to see Florida as a little bit of a dog. They're going to start putting money on them. And I'm, I'm on Kentucky here. I think this could be one of the most boring games of the week, and it looks like Vegas agrees with me over under at 44. Um, both teams want to play keep away. That's how they're built. Um, if it, uh, I'm not impressed with Kentucky. I tried to be last week when they jumped on Vanderbilt, but, of course, they let Vanderbilt hang around, and I think Vanderbilt ended up putting up 28, 35, something like that. Oh, they get up early. They let people back in. Yeah. I mean, I really like Devin Leary. I do think Devin Leary is a very good quarterback, and Mark Stoops somehow surprises me every year. But give me the Gators. Oh, Gators. Oh. Good pick. <laughs> what did you say the over and under was? 44. 44. And the spread's one and a half. See, Kentucky. You want my, you want my opinion? I think that's the home over. team is Kentucky. And it's being played at a grocery store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kroger Field. Pretty field. I'm not big on the field. Uh, we've been there. It was nice. You buy really? tickets, you get yeah. free gas. Do you really? Yeah, from Kroger. Do they have a Phillips station there? Probably. That would be cool. It's probably not a Phillips station. It's probably a Kroger station. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> give me 2021 Florida. Ooh, a score prediction. Cool, I like that. All right, let's move on next. USC minus 21 and a half versus Colorado. I was all over this last week. I said take the alternate spread, 24 and a half. They got absolutely tallywhacked. There were no liver lacerations, which is great. I'm glad. I don't want to ever see any type of injuries to the health of these college athletes. But I'm taking USC. Minus 21 and a half. I don't think they're as good as Oregon, so you might not see a game where they run it up like that, but I could definitely see a 35 to 14 game. Is that covering? 35-14? What is that math? 45. Let's do 45. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's covering. <laughs> Let's do 45. Uh, yeah, I say they win and cover. I think they definitely cover. Um if no one's been paying attention, Caleb Williams has a little bit of Heisman competition this year. Michael Penix is trying to run away with that award, and I think this is going to be one of those where Caleb Williams goes crazy. Um, we talked about it before we got on the air. Um, Pac-12 teams are going to take all the shots they can at Dion. Uh, it's the only chance they have to do it. They want to show recruits that Dion's not a good coach, which isn't true, but – Everyone's going to try to run the score up on Colorado and beat them while they're down. So this is probably another one of those weeks where I would take an alternate spread. All right. Everybody's disrespecting Dion again. I see. I see how it is. Well, look, I know I know <laughs> Caleb Williams is the real deal. Okay. Dude's legit. Dude's first round pick and arguably probably a future Hall of Famer. Because um, I see him not failing in any way. I mean, the dude's that talented. But as for the rest of USC, 
I don't think they're that good. I don't think the defense is that good. I don't think they're as good as Oregon. Uh, I think Caleb Williams is better than Bo Nix, but I do not think the team as a whole is better than Oregon. Um, set at 21 and a half again. I know that I feel like everybody's about to jump all over USC this week. But a good captain never leaves the ship, and I'm riding with Colorado. <laughs> so if they sink, I'm going down with them. You're already dead, brother. Yeah, I'm so going you're down already, with you, them. you sank last week. You taking Colorado money line? No, I'm taking Colorado cover 21 and a half. Okay, I'm about to say not yeah, taking because money. if you were, that's that's where I was going to land. I'll, I'll I'll play somewhere in the middle. I, I'm taking USC to win the game, but you know, you think y'all know me? I love home team. They're going to be fired up, wanting to bounce back. I think Caleb Williams is that dude, but I can see Colorado coming in last minute and busting that. Busting that cover, being one of those bad beats. Back yeah, cover. Cover. Scott, back Would you see Arizona State put up a game against USC this past week? Like, I mean, it's a late game. I'm pretty sure people didn't stay and watch it because it's Arizona State, and people thought they were going to be dominating them. But that was actually a really good game, and, and and USC did not look very good, other than Caleb Williams just making crazy throws. Yeah, I mean, I do think that Colorado put up points this week. It's just I don't. It goes back to what we've said for three weeks now. I just I don't see the depth being able to hold out for four quarters. And they Vegas agrees with you. The over under for that game seventy three and a half. Oh, it's gonna yeah. be some points. Which is what you said before. Always play the over for USC. USC. Mm-hmm. Okay. George is opening at a fourteen and a half point favorite versus Auburn. I think this is one of those games too where Georgia comes out and then all of a sudden people are talking about how good they are again. Um I could see them scoring Decent amount holding Auburn to not a lot and covering that 14 and a half. And then everybody riding George's coattail saying that they're still there. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate that. Hugh Freeze usually loves playing games like this because Hugh Freeze teams usually seem to play up to their competition. But I just – I don't think there's enough in that locker room to be able to keep up with all the five stars that Georgia that, has. That Auburn team's bad. Yeah, that, I mean, the offense is really bad. Defense is – I mean, it's decent, but – this isn't one of your dad's offense teams. I don't think the offense is that bad. I think Peyton Thorne's that bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Peyton Thorne's horrible. Um, if they would bench Peyton Thorne, which I do think it's coming, and I think this might be the game that it happens, give me Auburn to cover right here. Uh, this is one of those games where I think it is a little bit of a trap, um, and I do not think – I've said it since the beginning – I do not think Georgia is that good of a team this year. So uh, – I'm on Auburn here to cover. I don't think they win, but I do think they keep this a close game. Um, and I do think that Peyton Thorne gets benched this game. I think this is the game. I don't hate that, but Georgia's defense is good. And Auburn's quarterback is terrible. He's and getting that, benched. That running back, did he get, did he, is he coming back this week? Which one? The one for Auburn that went out last week. Mm, I hadn't seen anything about uh, it. Well, if he's I not think coming, coming back, back. he definitely take Georgia to cover. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm out on Georgia. All right. Next game, Missouri minus 13 versus Vandy. BB. All right. So, I watched that entire Memphis-Missouri game last week. It was ugly. Memphis is not very good, but yet they were in the game the entire time. Missouri has lucked out, beat Memphis, beat a bad Memphis team this week um, in an ugly game. Week before, they walk off field goal – Longest field goal in SEC history, I think, is what it was. Um, Missouri's not very good. 
Vandy's not very good. Missouri does not need does not belong in the top twenty five. Um, give me Vandy to cover here for sure, and I would be very tempted to take Vandy money, money line here. And by tempted means I actually probably will take Vandy money line, <laughs> but I'm not recommending that because they're still a horrible football team. You got a lot of money to make back too. I know I do. So <laughs> I got to find what's step number one. Find, find the dog. dog. That might be my dog. We'll piss on the fire and call the dogs because I think the MVP of this game is going to be Thicker the Kicker, and I think he's going to put up more points than anybody else here, and I think that's all it's going to be is a field goal game. Big Thicker? Big oh, Thicker. God. I think he's going to put up – it's going to be a 15 to nothing game. Mm. Five field goals, Thicker the Kicker. Mm. That's going to be a – it's going to be one of those weird ones. <laughs> no, I, I think that – I think Missouri covers here. I think Missouri covers here. I do think it is going to be a weird game. Um, a lot of field goals. Um, but I could see them still covering here. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Um, I think I would agree with everything you said if Luther Burden didn't play for Missouri. Luther Burden is arguably the best receiver in the SEC. Mm-hmm. I mean, guy's a magician with the ball in his hands. Um I was a little impressed with Vanderbilt last week. Like I said, you know, Kentucky let them hang around a little bit, but hats off to Vandy for even trying to hang around in that game. Vandy is not a good football team, but Clark Lee is a great coach. Tom, you said Burden's the best receiver, arguably the best receiver in the SEC. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's the best receiver in this game. You think that uh, – I think Will Shepard's the best receiver in this game. Uh, he could be. And the best receiver in the SEC is – Persall. No, by far Malik Neighbors. Mm-hmm. Malik Neighbors, look, in the draft, I'm going first, Caleb Williams, second, Marvin Harrison Jr., third, Malik Neighbors. He's the next line of that LSU no, receiver. No court. love for any of the offensive linemen. Get those no love. Get Joe Alt's going to be there at four. All right? <laughs> <laughs> you get, look, I'm talking about the next – think about it. Next, Jamar Chase. Next, Justin Jefferson. This is the next line of LSU great receivers is Malik Neighbors. Mm. I don't hate it. So where are you at, Gruber? You saying you're taking Vandy? No, I'm gonna take Missouri. <laughs> what I, what do I Brennan always didn't say? Convert, convince you. What at do all? I always say? What has my dad always told me? Mm-mm. Never bet on Vanderbilt to cover a spread. Because <laughs> you know what? Good teams win. Great, Great teams, teams cover. <laughs> Vanderbilt's neither one of those mm-hmm. things. Neither is Missouri. Big Jaron, what do you think? I mean, like, Vanderbilt did put up 28 points against Kentucky, so. I can see them putting up a few points against Missouri. Mm-hmm. I think Missouri takes the game. But I can see them getting a, a – I'm, I'm like you. I can see it being a lot of field goals, maybe 18 to 6, losing by 12. A little sneaky cover there. What would you say the line was, 13? 13. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> hey, after hearing, oh, after hearing y'all talk about this, I've, I've sat over here and I've underlined Mizzou, <laughs> and I'm on the money line. I am on Missouri money line. I mean, uh, I am on uh, <laughs> Vandy money line. I had Mizzou written here because all y'all are on them, but I am on Vandy money line. After hearing y'all talk, this is actually going to be a higher scoring game too. This is not a low scoring. But you game. think you think you think Missouri covers? If it's eighteen to six, yeah, a bunch of field goals. Well, co- that wouldn't cover then. No, I meant Vandy covering. Yeah. Oh, Vandy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. This game will be in the thirties. Yeah. Okay. Pretty intriguing game here. LSU's opening up as a two and a half point favorite versus Ole Miss. They just got done beating Arkansas. 
uh, in Death Valley, which was a very close game. Arkansas seemed like they could have won multiple times. I feel like they shot themselves in the foot a lot that game. Um, I think LSU is the better team here. Watched a lot of Ole Miss this year. Uh, I was not impressed with them, especially after that two-lane game. Last week, that was a pretty tough loss versus Alabama. Uh, didn't look too bad, I didn't think, versus Alabama, but I like LSU here uh, to win and cover. Uh, LSU is reaching the point of Texas A&M for me because one week I think they're the best team in the SEC, and the next week I'm questioning everything I've ever thought about LSU. Uh, this game right here is getting – we're getting to the point of talking about Lane Kiffin on the hot seat. It's just because it's getting to the point as Ole Miss is thinking, what's our ceiling with Lane Kiffin? He's already tried to leave one time. He's definitely leaving if another job comes up. So, I think Ole Miss is going to come out ready to play this game. I think Lane Kiffin knows he needs this one. Uh, give me Ole Miss. I think it all depends on how Ole Miss responds to that loss against Alabama, you know. Are they fired up, you know, that they can't take two losses in the West? Or are they banged up from playing against Alabama? You know what I'm saying? I think LSU is a really good team. But like I just said a minute ago, and like I always say on this podcast, I love the home team. Line's only two and a half. It's a tough one for me. I can see it going two different ways. It depends on how Ole Miss responds and it depends on which team from LSU comes out back to Gruber's point. I don't mm-hmm. really know what to think. Jaden Daniels um, has a lot riding on this game, too. Yeah, I mean, so, I screw it. Give me the Bayou Bengals. <laughs> All right, I'm really big on LSU. Have been for the whole year. I'm really big on Malik Neighbors. Um, but last week against Alabama, watching, I watched most of that game, and Judkins looks like he is actually back now. He looks like he's actually healthy and playing well. And that is something that I feel like LSU has not done well, is they haven't stopped the run that great. Um, even though they, you know, dog walk Mississippi State. Uh, but Mississippi State's not very good. Um, I'm on Ole Miss here. Uh, I do think LSU comes away with the win, but I am on Ole Miss to cover. Um, I think it is a, a single-score game, too. Jackson Dart looked looked really good, and Jackson Dart is is the real deal. Um, I like Ole Miss here. That's gonna be it. If Ole Miss is gonna win this game, it's gonna have to be a Jackson Dart masterclass. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna have to run. You saw last week, KJ Jefferson gave LSU fits running the ball. Yeah. So if Jackson Dart is using his legs, and he's able to, if Quinchon Judkins has a good game, and Jackson Dart's comfortable running Lane's offense this week, I definitely think it's gonna be a close game. But, like I said, I think Ole Miss can win this one outright. I think this is going to be a shootout, too. I think this will be one of the most fun games to watch all week, for sure. I agree. Because LSU, you can put up some points on them, and they're also going to put up some points. Perfect. Spencer Radler and the Cox playing Tennessee this weekend. Tennessee's opening up as a 12-and-a-half-point favorite in those black jerseys, which if y'all have not already seen the black Game day poll, though, the Acres Down South has just put out. Y'all need to go snag that real quick before they get bought up and put it in your closet and bring it out this weekend. I like Tennessee to cover here. I like Tennessee to cover. I think a lot of people are going to see this game as a trap game. Um, but I, I always bet the jersey bet. Uh, the jerseys are sick. I think Milton is going to come out and play him well. 
Um, Did you see what they, uh, what you know, the rock at Knoxville, the big rock? Mm-hmm. They painted black? No, they, no. they just wrote on her, our cocks are bigger. <laughs> so it's going to be a dick measuring contest this whole entire oh, game. Right 100%. on. Well, how big is Heupel's dick? I guess that's what we'll see. You know, I just now started thinking about this. What's that? Gosh. And I think I think it is quite bigger than Shane Beamer's. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Shane, Shane Beamer is a beta if he, I've ever seen he one. He is, he is. When he got when he got his neck grabbed by the UNC coach, oh, dude. you just knew. Mac, Mac Brown? Yeah, you just knew. Beta. So yeah. Tennessee smashes this. I've got I, the last time I bet on Tennessee to to absolutely demolish somebody, they demolished me. And I hate them, and I and I and I hate them, and I've always hated them. But I bet on them, and I knew that they were going to win. But you know what? I'm and I said I'd never bet on them again. But I'm rocking with them again. Run it back, Turbo. Run it back. I'm looking to get paid this weekend, and I think Tennessee's going to do it for me. Give me Tennessee smashing this against South Carolina. Give it to me. Give me twenty. Give me twenty. Okay. Okay. And I, you know, I'm I'm a Spencer Rattler fan. I think Spencer Spencer Rattler is the best quarterback in the SEC. But I just have a really good feeling about this. And Knox was a tough place to play. Very tough. Give me give me Tennessee. Their cocks are bigger. <laughs> Big Jeremy, you want to take it? Well, I mean, I'll just try to keep it short as possible because I'm not. I'll ramble on. But we all know that they want to put up a lot of points against this team. We've been saying it since last year, and. Um, like I said, home field advantage is everything. We've known that Neyland Stadium was going to be rocking this weekend ever since last year. But after I've seen the way Spencer Rattler's been playing, especially last week, I mean, he was just throwing dimes out there. At one, at one time last week against Mississippi State, he was like 12 for 12 for 200-something yards and a few tutties. I mean, mm-hmm. like – I think he got up to 16 to 16. Yeah, he was at yeah. 16 to 16 at one point because they were asking him about if he's keeping up with it at yeah. the end of the game. I mean, that's He's just, the best quarterback in the SEC. That's just nuts. I mean, that's that's throwing dimes. However, I think Radler gets rattled in Neyland. They're going to go nuts, especially after we found out that they're coming out with the black jerseys. Neyland's going to be rocking. Give me Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I've said it every week on this show that no one would truly understand the impact of not having Cade Mays until Cade Mays came back. I have no idea. Cooper Mays, what am I thinking? Cooper Mays. I have no idea if he's going to play this week. I really don't. But something tells me, if you've noticed, Danico Slaughter hasn't played in two weeks. Cooper Mays hasn't played all year. Hypo was pissed after that loss last year. It still eats at him, and you can tell it. For some sick reason, I think that Hypo has been holding out, waiting for this game. I think he thought with what he had, he could get away with doing the bare minimum up until this game, and I think you're going to see the full playbook this week. Fireworks. Spencer Rattler's never played in Neyland. Really? Never played in Neyland. They asked him today about Neyland Stadium, and he said, I've heard it's loud. I'm sure it's going to be rocking, but we'll be all right. And that's the last thing you want to say to Tennessee fans. There's, We talked about it week one. There's always that one game for Tennessee every year. It was Ole Miss three years ago. It was Alabama last year. It's going to be this game. I'm not touching a winner, but give me the over just because I don't trust either defense to stop either offense. Fireworks. <laughs> Fun yeah. game to watch. Hey, I, wanna, I do want to ask a question, though. Remember when we talked about this game early in the year? 
What was you even said something? You said something about a uh, what was the line going to open up for the South Carolina game? I want to go back to that podcast and look and see what you called because I think I might have said 12 and a half. To I be think honest you, with I really you. think you said something close. That's why I want to go back and look at it. Okay, well, this next game, let's talk about uh, Notre Dame just coming off of a tough loss versus Ohio State this past weekend. They didn't even know how many people were on the field at the end of the this game. This is a tough football team. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tough football team. I mean, how insecure, Where's Lou Holtz? To, how insecure do you have to be to go after 87-year-old Lou Holtz? Lou Holtz I mean, doesn't even know what's going on. That's yeah. But Lou Holtz did dog him, though. He, he did. He did. I loved Lou it. Lou Holtz was coming for him. He heads, did. He's, and, you know, and you can barely understand Lou uh, Holtz It's now, like but, Sammy Sprinkler. Dude. Yeah. But, dude, he, he did go after him. He's, this is a tough football team. <laughs> Well, they're, Notre Dame's opening up as a five-and-a-half-point favorite versus Duke, which is not just a foot, uh, basketball school anymore now. I mean, they're pretty solid. They're pretty solid. Five-and-a-half points. Um, I think Notre Dame is one of the best teams in college football right now, despite that loss last week. I'm huge on Hartman. Uh, I think that they come out here and win and cover this game. Um like I said, though, Ohio State, Notre Dame, I'm big on Washington right now. Uh, I think those are some of the best teams right now in college football. And that's what I'm going to ride with this game is Notre Dame winning and covering five and a half versus Football two. Jesus? Mm-hmm. I'm right there with you. I mean, I watched a good portion of that game. Notre Dame was the better team the whole game. I mean, if it wasn't for a drop pick and only having ten men on the field on the last drive, Notre Dame wins that game. Mm-hmm. So – I do like Duke. I think they have probably the third best quarterback in the country. But I think Notre Dame is just going to be a little bit too much this week. Give me Notre Dame to cover. All right. So um, I think that Duke is the best team in the ACC. I think they're better than Florida State, and I think they're better than North Carolina, at least so far what they've proven. Duke has a legit defense, and they have the second-best quarterback in the the ACC – I'm going to say Drake May is the best. Even though he hadn't played that well this year, Drake May is the best. But I think Riley Leonard's better than Jordan Travis. And I think that Duke overall is the best team in the ACC. Give me Duke to cover this. I think this game is very low scoring. If I had to give one lock of this game, I I, I like the under. But I think my lock would be Duke to cover. And if you look at it, I mean, Duke has given up so far this year 7, 7, 14, and 7. Solid. And, I mean, I know you're looking at it saying, well, Clemson. Clemson is apparently pretty good now after we've seen. Duke just made them look horrible. Mm-hmm. Duke made them – Duke made – Klubnik look like he didn't belong on a college football field. And Shipley, he made him look like he hadn't spent 18 years in college like, he, like, <laughs> like we think he has. Mm-hmm. All right? So, Duke's a good football team. Give, give me the cover there. I like that a lot because I was going to say the same thing. Notre Dame's been putting up a bunch of points until last week when they played Ohio State. I think it was the first pretty good defense they played. Now they're playing an even better defense. Like you said, nobody's put over 14 points on Duke. I like Hartman a lot. So, I'm with you take the under – I'm moving my head for people that can't see. <laughs> I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'm saying Notre Dame win the game, but this is going to be a very low scoring game. Take the under, take Notre Dame. 
If we're going off looks here, you know, Sam Hartman might be the best looking guy in college football. No homo. But, well, I don't play. So. But we're not we're not playing off looks here. So mm-hmm. give me Duke. All right. Alabama's playing Mississippi State this week. They're opening up as a 14 and a half point favorite. Um Alabama just coming off a win versus Ole Miss. I think you're gonna see Milrow again this week. Uh I think that's who they're gonna stay with for the remaining of the year. I don't think they're gonna ever go back again to Ty Simpson or Butcher. Simpson looked pretty good in that one game against USF. When they finally put him in, mm-hmm. he actually looked good. They just left. They gave uh, uh, however you say his name, Boucher, Boucher, Bo- Booker, whatever. whatever his name is, Bobby. Yeah, uh, we won't have to say his name again, probably. So he looked horrible. Yeah, he didn't look very good. Transferred from Notre Dame. I, I, I like Alabama to cover here, fourteen and a half versus Mississippi State. I don't think that Mississippi State's very good. Uh, we've seen it in person and. Um, I, I like Alabama to win fourteen and a half here. I, I can I can see this being like a thirty-five to fourteen game. Never in my life did I think I would have to ponder whether or not I thought Alabama could cover against Mississippi State, but that Alabama team has a lot of problems. But Mississippi State wants to run the football. Alabama's strength is by far that defensive line. I I do not see Mississippi State being able to move the ball. I do think it'll be a low-scoring game just because I still don't trust the Alabama offense. I could see a 17 to nothing ball game. I would still take Alabama to cover just because I think State will not be able to move the ball. But, God, I think it's going to be low-scoring for an Alabama game. I agree. I think it is – I mean, I don't know. It can get one or two ways where it is a lot of scoring or there's going to be low-scoring. What do you think Will Rogers can do – Versus that Alabama defense. Not much. Not much. Will Rogers, uh, uh, Olivia showed me a tweet the other morning, and it cracked me up. It was, it was Saturday morning. It said, it said, uh, I'm up early for the game today. I hope Will Rogers is icing that noodle arm and getting the concrete <laughs> put in his shoes. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that's very accurate. Like, the dude this year, so aside from last game, because him and Tula Griffin went off last game, but – Aside from last game, which I do not think South Carolina's defense is very good at all. I think South Carolina and Mississippi State are very equivalent this year. Just Spencer Rattler is ten times the quarterback that Will Rogers is. Um, give me Alabama here. Um, I'm with Gruber here. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points here. Um, Mississippi State does have a solid, a solid defense. Um, and I know they get let up 37 against South Carolina, but that is against the best quarterback in the SEC, and we're not going up against the best quarterback in the SEC this week. We're going up against Jalen Milrow, who is a running back playing quarterback. So, uh, yeah, I got Alabama covering, but I don't I don't like the game at all. I don't think it's a high-scoring game, and I don't think it's fun to watch. Yeah, that's funny you say that because historically, Mississippi State actually does play Alabama pretty well. They don't beat them, mm-hmm. but, you know. Normally, when you look at this game on the schedule, especially in recent years when Alabama's been in their dynasty, and Mississippi State's been pretty lackluster ever since, you know, pretty much since Dak, Dak left. left. Yeah. Uh, they've, they've played them well. I mean, I've seen some really close games between the, these two teams. It is at home. It is in Starville. The Cowbells will be rocking. Um, but I, I still think Alabama's too much for it. Um, I mean, you saw what LSU did in Starville. So. And I'm not saying Alabama's near as good as LSU. That game will be interesting in itself, but we'll get to that when it comes. So, give me Alabama for the cover. 
I agree. But don't be surprised if it's not by much. Right, right. Well, let's move the segment on to the last call lock of the weekend. Uh, we got a four-leg parlay that we mixed up for you guys. Starting off with that first leg, which last week we did hit another four-leg parlay, which was plus 1,200. So, 12 and four on the year. 12 and four on the year. And added a fifth one. And and added every time, time, every time we've added extra, a little sprinkle, mm-hmm. little little juice. Yeah. So we've hit every single time we've added, we've hit. So, all right. So we'll start off here with this first leg. Gruber, what do you got? We're gonna go with James Madison minus three. James Madison's for real, folks. I don't know if people have been keeping up with it, but they are for real. South Alabama South Alabama's a good football team, but James Madison in terms of just lower competition is probably as good as you're going to get. Give me James Madison. I would probably say that game, I would take them by 10 if I had the option. All right. Well, we're going with two uh, small schools here as our first two locks. Um, I've got UMass. Uh, I'm just going to go UMass money line. Against Arkansas State, the line is one. Might as well just call it money line there. Um, my thing is, I can't bet for the guy that was crying on the sidelines <laughs> against an Oklahoma team that has proven the last couple of weeks now to not be as good as what they showed when they put up 75 against Arkansas State. So, give me UMass. That's my lock this week. Well, if you're a Tennessee fan, you actually remember UMass giving Tennessee a little trouble while Butch Fitz. Jones was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that game was at home. And yeah, it was. So yeah, I like it. It was. The hell with Butch. Go UMass. Get bent, Butch. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I like Memphis minus three and a half against Boise State. They played against Missouri very well on the road. They're back at home this week. You know, I know they can – have some fits from time to time with some discipline issues, you know, making some silly decisions. But, you know, you know, Memphis crowd is pretty electric. Liberty Bowl can get pretty popping. Um, it's only a three and a half points. Boise State does not look very good this year. That's a long way for them to travel all the way from Idaho down to the South Memphis heat. So, give South me Memphis, Memphis minus three and a half over Boise. That's my lock. I like it. And I think that was one of our little sprinkles out – on one of our uh, parlay locks. Was you know, Memphis, Memphis to cover. Memphis to cover. Yeah. Against Arkansas State. Yeah, against Arkansas State. Yeah, yeah. State. yeah. And they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if y'all been following along, but my North Carolina Tar Heels are <laughs> undefeated. You're claiming them now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm their biggest fan. Okay. All yeah, right. I'm their you, biggest fan. So, That's one of my teams. So, you're a Tar Heel and I'm a Buffalo. Yep. I'm a Tar Heel right now. But they're not playing this week. So, that's a little tough. There is one other team that I did bet on this year, <laughs> and that's the Oregon Ducks. <laughs> so I'm going to keep on with the trend here. I'm just going to keep on going to the teams that are winning me money. And it's not as much as that I'm betting for Oregon is that I'm betting against Stanford. They're opening up that line at 27 right now. Oregon minus 27 versus Stanford. It's a lot of points. It's a lot of points, but Oregon can put up a lot of points. Stanford just lost to Arizona by one. The week before, they just lost to Sacramento State. What was the score of that USC game? Because they demolished them. USC beat Stanford 56-10. to 10. Yeah, yeah. And, and or, like I said earlier. And I think Oregon is a better team than USC. Oregon is a better, not a better, better Not team. a better quarterback. 
and Bo Nix, but a better team. Yep. I like Oregon to cover that 27 here versus Stanford, even if they are on the road. Um, I don't think Stanford's good. I don't think they're good at all. I think Oregon's a solid team. They're probably one of those teams that can be on the outside looking in at the end of the year. Um, yeah, so that locks up that, la- that last call, four-leg parlay. That's uh, James Madison covering three or minus three versus South Alabama. UMass minus one versus Arkansas State. Oregon minus 27 versus Stanford. And Memphis minus three and a half versus Boise State. That's a plus 12.58 four-leg parlay. $10 wins you $135. 20 wins you 271 Or throw $100 on it and make 1358 the way we've been going right now, that's probably where I'm leaning. So that's what I would say. Um, last week, we hit that last call parlay. We hit that four-leg parlay, which was Maryland minus seven, Notre Dame plus three and a half, Missouri minus six and a half, and North Carolina minus seven. That was 10 to pay you 132, so you're all welcome. Also, that little sprinkle that we had, too, on top of that, we added Texas minus 17, and that was 10 to win 253. So we also added Tennessee to cover 20 and a half and they did. They did that too. So there you go. And if you want to be honest, y'all keep getting this wrong. Texas was my lock and we sprinkled Notre <laughs> Dame. Well, so. either way, either way. Hey, can you answer one question for me while we're talking about the ducks? Mm-hmm. Can a duck pull a truck? It can this weekend. He doesn't get the reference. Can a duck pull a truck? You don't remember Florida in 2016? What was your boy's name, the corner? Hargraves. Was it Hargraves? The corner? Florida? I don't remember if it was Hargraves or who it was, but he came out before the Tennessee game, and he was talking trash about Tennessee, and he said, can a duck pull a truck, meaning that Tennessee couldn't beat Florida? Mm-hmm. And Oregon, their mascot got on there, pulling a truck behind him, walking with it, instead of duck can indeed pull a truck. That's awesome. I love it. One last thing about ducks before we go. Have y'all ever noticed, this is no bullshit, you know, when they fly in a V, Mm. how there always, almost always at least, seems to be one side of the V is longer than Mm -hmm. the other. Do you know why why that is? Mm. There's more ducks on that side. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's awesome. Well, all right, guys. Throw that last call parlay on your betting slips this weekend. Uh, college football week five predictions. So tune in next week. We'll have week six, probably a week five cap, uh, recap. And check out the social media, too. we got a lot of other content coming out. So that's the last call.